Hello, folks. Welcome again with another fun edition of The Mind of Magnus here. Uh, 106.3 WRFZ LP Rocha, Rocha Free Radio. Uh, you guys may listen to something that sounds not like the studio. We are actually on site right now recording at the uh, wonderful, wonderful Rochester Maker Fair. Um, and actually, the best thing is it's not a mini Maker Fair. It's officially a Maker Fair. So 2018, congrats to Dan Schneiderman and all the team that this is a madhouse awesome time of makers, creators, people of all ages, all all genders, all colors, all everything in here. So, And um, the guy dragging behind me, carrying all the cool equipment and being awesome, again, is Mr. Matt Obscure. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I am great. I've got my kangaroo pouch on here today. We're standing in front of a table where kids are sh- making uh, rockets to shoot up in the air. It's yeah. been such a blast just to watch that. Yeah, we're up. I mean, this is the Rochester Riverside Convention Center, the first entryway. So how, I mean, they're almost at the ceiling. And... I mean, yeah, it's a good three stories up, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The explosions in the background are actually popping air. They're making uh, another paper airplane. Someone has actually gotten up to the roof. That was pretty good, even just for a paper airplane. So Nothing wedged up there yet, but it's only a matter of time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm waiting. We'll, we'll check it all out. Uh, so we're going to be interviewing some random folks, all the cool makers here. Uh, it's going to be a cool collection. This is probably, this, I say it right now, it probably will run over. So check out. We may have some more podcast form of this, too. So For uh, sure. We'll have this up on the, the podcast uh feed for you the the full uncut broadcast if you want to hear all the hijinks we get to so uh if not this will be broadcast so uh, monday night and probably rebroadcast friday uh but if you guys listening in this is a amazing turnout this is saturday Uh, a lot of just smiling faces a lot of makers people carrying the coolest stuff we already saw a uh a millennium falcon of uh static cling print static cling print the canon is doing it looks amazing yeah yeah it's actually amazing yeah so it was uh uh, yeah, it, it's fairly thick, too. It wasn't like this little paper-thin stuff. It's it's remarkable. So that's our first entrance in. So uh, we'll be joining in uh, with some more folks. So tune in, folks. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, we can't be tweeting live with you tonight, but if you have any questions, we'll pass along notes for anyone. Magnus Apollo on Twitter, mindofmagnusgmail.com. The infamous, actually, Maker's Couch, by the way. Uh, describe to me, this is radio, people can't see. Describe to the audience what you're, what I'm sitting in right now. Yeah, so this is Couchbot by MDRC, the Multidisciplinary Robotics Club. Um, this is basically a couch on wheels. We have it remote controlled with an RC controller and driven by wheelchair motors mounted underneath. Oh, my God. Uh, for the visual people out there, I'm literally sitting in a couch that you've no doubt seen before. Wood trim has that cool weird pattern. This is the, uh, the the basement couch that I grew up seeing, grandma's couch, something else. Not only is it, like, the perfect design for rolling around in here, uh, it's actually rather comfy, by the way. Oh, so yeah. It's done. super soft. It's really nice to sit in. You know, it's, it's one of the, the high points that we're able to keep it in the club room, so we're able to, <laughs> to make our club members comfy in, during our meetings. Oh, this is this is really great. Uh, so uh, the question people are going to ask is, what's the top speed of this baby? So right now we're going about four to five miles per hour max because we're indoors. There's a lot of people. But once we're outside, we can kick it up to the uh, fast mode and go maybe 12 to 15. Oh, wow. 12, 15 on a couch. This is amazing. Um, yeah, if I don't 12, 15 with a lot of people in this room, it'll be pretty taxing, I imagine. Yeah, uh, it'd be a, a little difficult to control. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so th- this is remarkable. So I think we're going to drive around on it at some point here. So, um, yes, work, work your, let's work our magic. Let's yeah, I'll take you around. guys for a ride. Sounds great. Thanks. So we are now riding on the maker's couch. This, I feel as close as I get to royalty by doing this, this right is now. pretty amazing. Exactly. Technology is carrying us around. Yeah. Chariots. 
This is going to be for sure the, the highlight of the day, riding around on the maker's couch. This oh, rules. Uh, so I, I gave a tour. We're actually driving past uh, small electric cars. There's a, a you think tar- that car would let us drag race? <laughs> I think we'd win. I think we'd win. <laughs> You're probably right. It's the power of the couch, right? There's a TARDIS there. There is a giant Makey bot. It's, I mean, size of room over there. It's pretty cool. 3D printed props are being made over here. This is Masks. pretty incredible. If this is the best thing, uh, STEAM, oh my gosh, we need to keep education happening. Uh, uh, science, technology, what's STEAM stand for again? Science, technology. Education, arts, engineering, and engineering, arts, that's it, yeah. Math. Magic, too, because Magic. some of the stuff's amaz- amazing yeah. up here. Mathematics, obviously, but we uh, had That was fun. the this best is, trip. Thank you so much for that. Thank you guys so much. Much appreciated. The Maker's Couch. Take care. Thanks. Rob Mawson, and uh, we're talking makers, uh, and we have a you have a great sort of special connection as well because you do a lot in the yeah. city. Yeah. Uh, you are constantly doing amazing things. I see your smiling face on interviews. <laughs> uh, I saw the city paper you were chatted yep. with recently. Yep. Uh, so without further ado, just like let the world know what awesome you're making in Rochester right now. Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, I'm an indie game developer. Uh, today, I'm showcasing my game, A Small Robot Story. It's out now on Steam. Um, I also run a community group called Rock Game Dev. Uh, We're a group of game developers here in Rochester. Uh, We get together for meetups, for workshops, and we just opened up our own downtown co-working space in the Sibley building. Oh, great. Uh, So we're hanging out there, doing cool things there. Um, And then on top of that, I'm the digital games hub coordinator over at uh, Magic Spell Studios. We just opened up our new building there. It's a uh, multidisciplinary post-production studio. This is RIT campus. This is RIT campus. So we got crazy things like a 7,000 square foot soundstage. Um, we oh have a 4K projection theater with Dolby Atmos speakers, which are crazy 3D speakers. <laughs> yeah, all this wow. crazy stuff. We're just we want to make cool stuff. Um, I like being part of uh, you know groups making cool stuff. That's what, something we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's great to be here at Maker Fair doing uh, just that, seeing what other people are making as well. Hmm. So uh, actually, let's talk a little bit quick about Maker Fair itself. This is the yeah. first official, make, not a mini Maker Fair. This is a full Maker Fair for Big, Rochester. Yeah, uh, it's grown up. Yeah, it, it seems like it's a madhouse of smiles and everyone's excited. How has it been going well for you here at the day, at the table? Yeah, absolutely. So we. Um, we got together, I think, 12 local games this, this uh, year. We, I think we were at 10 last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, we, this is the first time I'm up on the second floor. This is my fourth year being here, but first year up on the second floor, and it's packed up here. Um, it's awesome to see. So I can just imagine what it's like downstairs. It is um, equally packed. All smiles. I can it's, uh, like I can't explain. It's hard to do in audio, but the hope in the background it gets all these happy children and adults yeah but literally people are excited to talk and show as much i've watched parents drag kids to show stuff as much as kids are dragging yep. parents to show stuff yep so that should show what it, what matters around here yeah it's been great it's been a good day so uh we have you you do so much here but i would love to know do you have like a dream project do you have something that like if oh, you could like millions of dollars what what, what yeah. be, what's your dream project I, I would love to do a like multimedia uh uh, 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 performance game uh, uh, content piece. I'm kind of trying to do it now with like this band and new video game idea. But I would love to have like a book, you know, maybe a short series or a short film that all tied in together. Um, if I had all the money and then like 
you know, I could hire my friends to help me do yes. it. You know, that would be that would be the goal. So if we figure today when Matt, uh, yeah. when he wins the lotto, he's yeah, going to yeah. spread millions yeah, of yeah. All, just everywhere. Just going to yes. put money everywhere. So yeah, and it's like you know, give it right back to your friends. Put it in their pockets as long as they help you make the stuff. <laughs> That's the deal. That's the catch. <laughs> awesome. Well, Rob, thanks for being on here. Absolutely. If people want to find all everything you're doing, where can yep. we find all these projects? So um, my uh, main social uh, username is BC Likes You. Letter B, letter C, Likes You. Um, you can find me all over social with that. Um, but other than that, uh, Magic Spell Studios, uh, their Twitter as well. It has all our stuff as well as on Facebook. And then Rock Game Dev, uh, Twitter, Discord, Facebook. Uh, awesome. That's where we're doing all our stuff there. Great. Well, thanks for being here and keep yeah. making awesome things. And uh, we'll get out of here because people want to play your games yeah. and everything else. So. Yeah, a little bit. So thanks so much. All right. Yeah, no problem. Katie Malarkey. I'm here with my six-year-old son, Devin, at the Maker Fair in Rochester. Hi. <laughs> you want to say hi, too? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, you are holding up some amazing books here. The Greatest Dot-to-Dot Super Challenge. <laughs> so, you're a huge fan of the Dot-to-Dot Super Challenge? Nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, tell me more. You're, you're super smiling, too, uh, about it. Yes. I, I love the Maker Fair. We've been here since they first started. I'm here in Rochester. Um, my education is in physics, and so I try to get my kiddos into anything that has to do with the STEAM world, and oh this is gosh, the place yes. to do it. It is. I, <laughs> you see me smiling. You have a good time? Nice. What else have you seen? You like a lot of other stuff here? What's your other favorite yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah? Any other favorites? No. no? <laughs> so you, uh, you have a physics background. We're hang- surrounded by makers galore, yes. all ages, great group. And uh, why is this important to you? Why is this? Well, I think it shows that um, arts and sciences can be fun. So it's not, it's not just about your future career, but it can be used in many different ways, and those ways can be creative, challenging, and fun. So uh, we're here with uh, uh, Denny. We were chatting. Uh, we're looking at this amazing thing over here. Uh, the war, uh, the sword and the slime is the name I'm staring at? Uh, yeah, so that's a game I've been working on with a small team uh, for about three years. Um, it's kind of a different take on platformers. You play as a magical flying sword, and you kind of go through a dungeon and fight monsters and solve puzzles. Magical flying sword. I love it. Yep, I love yep. it. I love it. Uh, three. So three years, how big is the team? You said a small uh, team. It's a small team. Uh, me and a friend of mine from college, he helps with programming, and we just picked up someone else to help with, uh, like, management, uh, organization, that kind of stuff. Oh, a managed, person who can manage time is worth their weight in gold. Oh, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. <laughs> adult lessons you needed to learn when you younger on, right? Um, so, uh, you having fun the Maker Fair here today? Oh, this has been the best. Like, just watching people play my game and figuring it out. And, like, watching other people teach other, like, to play my game has been amazing. And watching them figure it out on their own oh, that's, has been a delight. Passing on of information? Yeah, it's been great. It's like, no, no, this is how I do it. I know a cheat. Watch this. And jump over here. <laughs> and it's been delightful. Uh, so, so what got you into this sort of path? Like, um, I mean, bro, grew up playing games. Um, and I guess uh, starting as an illustrator, um, I just... I really like the interactivity of a game. Like, when I draw a picture, it's like, hey, there it is, it's cool, and that's, you've got the experience. Where a game, I can have people play and have fun with it, and I just, it's just, the options are endless for what can go on, it's great. 
well, the interaction is vastly different than just in, exactly. in, in, looking at something versus they literally. I'm watching people now fully immersed. There's three people standing, the other person's playing, <laughs> and everyone's smiling and enjoying this. So um, now uh, I, this is uh, this is amazing. Uh, what's the uh, how much have you gotten done? Like, what's if you had to kind of rate it together, like completion levels? So I want to say we're at like a like soft sixty to maybe seventy percent even. Um, we got well, like it's amazing. What's a this is uh, what's the um, it's a size. Describe the game a bit for those who can't see it over here right now. So it's a bit tricky because it's kind of a different take on the genre. It's kind of a platformer. You just with just the mouse, you control a sword. And you explore a 2D um, level, um, just going through a dungeon. Kind of like Mario, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it's just the mouse. Um, and yeah, you solve puzzles and uh, kill monsters and stuff. I, I love it. So great. Uh, so if uh, uh, if you had, this is a guess you're talking about time management, having mm-hmm. something. If uh, you as a maker now could go back and tell your 12-year-old self uh, uh, what, oh, they, what to do. Actually, here's something, too. What would you, a different spin on it. What would you excitedly tell your 12-year-old self you'd be doing now? Oh, my. Well, for one thing, I'd be like, hey, buddy, like, we actually made games. Like, <laughs> it's always felt like something that someone else did or like, but I'm like, no, we can do it. We did it. Um, and going back, yeah, uh, just be like, start smaller, Denny. Like, make smaller projects. Don't don't shoot for the moon immediately. Build up. Build up. Uh, yeah. Life lessons, Jimmy. Yeah, because the second game I have here, Shot in the Dark, mm-hmm. I've spent only like a quarter of the time working on, and it's already like has developed way faster. Just because I've learned what not to do. <laughs> now describe this game. So Shot in the Dark is a. This is a more traditional platformer. Um, so, but the caveat is it's white, black, and red. Those are the only colors. Mm -hmm. And there are monsters, like demons, like, that are hiding in the shadows. So you can only sometimes, like, see a bare silhouette or their red eyes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're playing as a little cowboy, and you can, like, shoot them. Um, but it's just, it's really, it's just balancing that, like, trying to see them and trying to avoid them at the same time. It's a visually stunning game. I love oh, the, the, the the character design, too. I'm, like, watching the little cactus guy. Just the, the shape you have <laughs> for being only three colors, black, white, and, and red. Uh, it is done super well. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you. Same uh, thing again, just learning what not to do and keeping it simple. <laughs> so uh, we have this pace now. We have already have this project coming along pretty quick. Do you have, what's your big dream? What's something that you would love to have if you, when Matt wins all the money uh, for us, <laughs> he's going to rain us down with all the millions? Um, honestly, the big thing for me is just having like made my own game and like just not even necessarily for money just be like yo I made this it's done it's what I want my vision to be and be happy with that and then use it to maybe get a portfolio get a better job after that <laughs> um, but yeah no just to make something I'm really proud of nice. well, see, like, these are amazing so far so I hope you're proud of these ones they, oh, I, they're eye catching the whole crowd keeps checking them out as we're walking past here so oh, thank but, you uh, Danny thanks for being on uh, if people want to find you or follow you your adventures how can they find you okay so the best way to find my game stuff is to look at just either Facebook or Instagram for the sword and the slime and if you want to follow me personally, you can look up Funny Bird Art at Facebook and Instagram. I suggest it. Uh, you have, I adore your trees and watercolor techniques. Oh, it's one you. of my favorite uh, illustrators I've encountered this year. So oh, check them out. Check them out. Thank you so much. So thanks for being on. All right. Thank you. We're at the uh, Story Check Rochester Story Booth, um, so which is hard to describe in. Uh, uh, can't, can't see it. We're doing here the radio and audio. Uh, describe what I'm staring at right now to the lovely listeners. 
So it's modeled off of a British K8 phone booth, mm -hmm. but it's made out of wood instead of metal, which <laughs> those were. And a little easier to carry around, I imagine. Yeah, right? It's designed to be collapsible. So it's a three-by-three three base, about seven feet tall, mm -hmm. and but it comes apart really easy. And inside we have a rotary phone that, with a Raspberry Pi inside <laughs> nice. that plays stories. So it stores nine stories, mm -hmm. and you can also record stories on it when it's working fully, which it's not at the moment. <laughs> so... So and how do you, uh, the stories you have, uh, tell us a little bit uh, how you acquire stories, what, they, what stories they are, a little bit more about that, because I know yep. you're a story person. You love Definitely. the background, you love what makes a person themselves and what their adventures have been to that point. So Definitely. tell us more about the stories. So when the booth is out in the wild, I want to have stories on there that are everyday stories of everyday life. Mm -hmm. So the type of stories that I used to gather at the public market that are just the stories that people tell you when you say, tell me a story. And you, you get such a breadth of stories when you do that. I know you know this. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I love it myself. <laughs> right, right? The, 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 you get such a, a good understanding of people. And people are so eager for someone to listen to them. So that's what I hope to have on the phone when, when the booth is out in the, in the city. For events like this, we focus in on the event. So right now, the, the nine stories on the phone were all recorded in the past two days here at the Maker Fair. Oh, wow. And they're all, most of them are stories from kids talking about what their favorite things were at the fair. Oh, nice. And, you know, what they learned and what they like to make. So. Cool. So uh, let's ask you, uh, what have you learned at this Maker Fair so far? Do you have anything you've learned to this so far here? I've been stuck mostly by the booth, but... Uh, I think I've just learned that the interactions around stories, I, every time I take it out, mm -hmm. I learn it again, right? That, that, yeah, yeah. that stories just make, engage people so strongly, and they make people smile, and they get, get them all excited. The, the excitement of the kids yesterday was awesome, as we had 900 school kids coming through, uh -huh. and, you know, <laughs> lines for the story booth. And, and they were like, you know, we had five 10 to 12. I did learn that I can fit five 10 to 12-year-old boys now in the story know. booth. So, See, that's, that's what you did learn something. That's yes, awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so awesome. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, the other question we've been asking folks, uh, so when Matt wins his millions of dollars in the lotto, we're going to have, he's going to shower everyone with millions of dollars. Do you Excellent. have, what is, do you have a, a project a, 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 you would love to have, you know, your future dream project? Do you have one? I have a couple. <laughs> oh, a couple ones are getting better. The, the nearest, the, the smaller one is just getting the booth out there and into the neighborhoods mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to support that as we gather stories from all over the city and mm -hmm. use those stories to connect everyone in the city. Nice. My big pie-in-the-sky project would be, be to bring an 826 franchise to Rochester. So 826 is a uh, literacy and writing tutoring center. Mm-hmm that every every city that it's in is behind a storefront that has some sort of unique theme. So wow. in D.C., it's a spy store, a spy <laughs> supply store. In San Francisco, it's a pirate shop. You know, so I, I was thinking like a Rattlesnake Pete-themed oh, store yeah, yeah. that has an 826 facility behind it. I would love to bring that here. I think it would be <laughs> so powerful and impactful here, but that would take a bit of work. Well, as I said, when Matt wins a million, yeah, fun. lottery millions. That's how it works. So, uh, on the first project, how can we help make that a project? How that make that a reality? How can we get this uh, photo booth out or the story booth out in the on the world? 
Well, I have, so I have a proposal out right now to a potential partner, mm -hmm. uh, it, library. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping that I can partner with them. And basically, it's a 12-week program where it would go from branch to branch around the city. Oh, so great. So that would be awesome. Uh, but just awareness of the booth, letting people know about it and that, that it's a possibility that it could happen. Um, and, you know, that they could reach out to me if, they, if they're interested in figuring out how they can help and make it happen. And how can we reach out to you? So my website is storychick.wordpress.com, mm -hmm. or you can reach me at A-P-R-I-L-L-E.B-Y-A-M <laughs> at Gmail. Awesome. This is great. And also uh, Facebook, too. Story, you do yeah, Story, Story Chick on Facebook, Eileen53 on Twitter. Oh, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. This is an amazing concept. I love it. <laughs> I love sharing stories. Uh, the reason we had to get you on here is yeah. the, the concept of where the, the people are, their, their backgrounds, their, their voice, and mm -hmm. you get to hear their story in their own voice. Which yeah, is and, and cool. one of the things that's also really cool about it that I had people remark on at the Fringe Festival was that the thought that someone will hear your story. There is going to be a living person listening to your story at some mm -hmm. point. That was just so important for some people. You know, some people who are stuck in not so great places that that yeah. was would make a significant impact for them. And you, you and know. I both get that. You we like interviewing yep. folks. That's one of the reasons I just want an hour of just everyone's time to get a chance to do it. And people love the chance to get a, their their ideas, thoughts, just stories out there in the world. So thank exactly. you for sharing everyone's stories with the world, April. You're an amazing person. <laughs> thank you, Magnus. You're amazing too. <laughs> There's a zillion smiling faces, technology. Uh, Matt has said this is the coolest thing ever to everything we've walked past, so we know we're having a great time. Uh, we're being joined right now with Calvin. Uh, Calvin, introduce yourself to the wonderful list listening audience Hi, here. listeners. I'm Calvin Eaton, and founder and executive director of 540 West Main Learning Academy, or really 540 West Main Communiversity. 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 I love that term. <laughs> it's, so, it's so appropriate for the Makers Fair here. It's like a combination of community education, arts, wellness, science. So you think about a university has disciplines and all of those things. The mm -hmm. University of, of Rochester, for example. But we're like at the community level. Which so, is amazing. Well, I, I, yeah. I love living at the community level. It's yeah. that you can make changes, things right. happen. It, you can make a difference to the world by putting your energy into what you do. And the community is where the, the strength needs to exactly. be Exactly. So we're in the Susan B. Anthony neighborhood. We just launched our satellite location, our first satellite at the yards at the public market so oh, 540 the yards, yeah. at the yards and we're all about um education through single session low-cost classes we have everything from hip-hop cardio to yoga to creative writing to more you know serious topics that more are adult centric mm -hmm. book discussions anti-racism work diversity training um, and everything in between. Oh, wow. So what sort of a, is there an age group you kind of like look forward to? or is Pre-K to adult. We have programming. We have workforce development program in wow. the summer. We have a featured artist program. So every month in our gallery space, we feature work by a local Rochester artist. <laughs> so we're really all about building and enriching the Susan B. neighborhood, but bringing greater Rochester to the region, Good. which, as you know, is so rich in culture and history. And everyone doesn't know that. Oh, yeah. This so, is a, 
craziest, weirdest town, and yeah. people don't understand what the what we have at our so much here. It's yeah. International, of course, it being this year's Frederick Douglass, the, the commemoration of his 200th birthday mm -hmm. this year, and so we're here at the Makers Fair to connect, to network. We're fundraising for 540. We're a nonprofit, so. It's just a great space to connect with the community, talk about our programs, nice. solicit makers and educators. We're always looking for people who are here to teach classes. So how can uh, people find you? What's the best way we can search this out? Best way, 540westmain.org. We also create digital content, so 540westmain on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter, you know, the whole, the whole game. Oh, get them all covered? Media. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, this um, is my first time here, so I'm excited. So you're enjoying it? Let's actually talk about the fair yeah. itself here. Fortun I mean, fortunately, I have volunteers, so I can take a little break. <laughs> but I've just been watching, just connected with Jumbo Minds here. It's science through books. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. There's robotics and Legos. and. Have you uh, sat on the uh, the couch that's riding around yet? No, there, I haven't. There's a, robo a robotic couch rolling around. I'm so. I, I came in here to, to find ice cream, no. and I got oh, sidetracked by 20 different things by on science. the way. That's that's it, what this is all about. Like, blinded you with science. That's amazing. I feel like it's Rochester's best-kept secret. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's great. It's expanding. It's this expanding. Is first, this is the first official Rochester... Uh, uh, Maker Fair. It was a mini Maker Fair yeah. before. So it just shows we're getting bigger and better. We'll be at the Blue Cross Arena soon. I mean, it's going to be able to contain once everybody learns about. This is just amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah, like we're look, accessible, and yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, so, uh, again, Calvin, thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, and we wish you the best because you doing best means the community is better and Rochester is better. Thank so. you so much. chatting with someone tonight that I'm so happy to see. Uh, TEDx Rochester made a great connection. Uh, this is uh, the, the um, actually I'm just having John explain it here. John, the 3D printing prosthetics I'm sitting behind me. Tell me more about this. You know, we started in Rochester something that has now become a global movement. Um, Enable is all over the world in about 100 chapters in countries on every continent. We use 3D printers to make hands and arms for children born without fingers and hands and for other amputees who aren't getting anything. Yeah. And you, just to, just home tech. I mean, you're describe what goes into like to, to make such a thing this way. I mean, so these are 3D printed out of plastic. So the mm -hmm. material cost is five to ten dollars. Um, it can take 15, 20 hours to print one of these and a few hours to assemble them. But we have a global network of volunteers, thousands of people around the world, who are designing them making them available online, open source, mm -hmm. downloading them, printing them, assembling them, and then getting them out to people who can make use of them. So you're changing the world by using technology available and the network that we've created. One so hand at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there is a TEDx Rochester talk. You can learn about it. Uh, and that was a couple years ago. So what's been happening now? I mean, there must be some, like, you're... Remarkable what I'm seeing, and the technology is getting better and better. Well, that's so. right. That's right. So, uh, technically, we are working on a number of advances. We are now moving from wrist-operated hands for people who have wrists mm. to elbow-actuated and 
to hinged elbows for people who have above elbow amputations. Wow. If you don't have an elbow, how are you going to open and close the hand? Our mm. answer is the gripper hand, which is a spring-loaded hand that will hold on to whatever you put into it. Oh, my gosh. So we've now got devices that will work for people with above elbow amputations, and we're now working to near on near shoulder amputations. We're also working with new materials. We've actually found that you can heat shrink plastic soda bottles and produce a very sturdy and inexpensive So um, soda bottles, stuff we're having problems with all over the world, you now figured they a way of improving people's lives. They are ridiculously abundant, and now we've found out that they're actually hugely useful. So this, we're really trying to get that to work also. Wow, that's, that's the, not only is it, you're making amazing science, but you're now making science and making the, the world cleaner, and uh, one hand at a time is even more so now. We do what we can. Oh um, I've also moved from RIT, where um, this all started, to mm-hmm. the Virtus High School. Virtus High School. Huh. There's now a nonprofit called Rochester Enable Limited, which is both supporting our efforts here at Virtus and also supporting the Enable community. Uh, we have a website called e-nable.org. There's also one for Rochester Enable called re-nable.org. <laughs> and at enable.org, there's an Enable Atlas, which is a new project, which... Uh, is a collection of maps explaining all the different aspects of what has become a global network of volunteers. This is so amazing. This, I, I, uh, Matt, I keep, every time we've been talking to people, we've been finding, saying, it's, it's, this is the coolest thing, this is the coolest thing. And again, this is the coolest thing. Th- th- thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, and sincerely, you guys check this stuff out. Um, if people want to help out, how can they help out? Just just going to the websites, any other thing to do? I mean, well, if they have a 3D right. printer, actually, can they? If people want to help out, they can write to me directly. You know, one of the things, now that we have a nonprofit, we're realizing that we really ought to figure out how to give uh, companies and philanthropists an opportunity to be a part of this. This is something known around the world. It started right here in Rochester. So I'm looking for someone who can help me figure out how to make Rochester Enable Limited one of the options people think about if they want to think about how to develop the community, put Rochester on the map, and make the world a better place. They can write to Jay Schull, J-S-C-H-U-L-L at E hyphen N-A-B-L-E dot O-R-G. Oh, perfect, guys. Message him. Let him know how they, you can help out and make this amazing project. You even get more and more. So uh, thank you for being here, and thank you for just making what you're doing. I, I give you a high five. My so. pleasure. <laughs> Bye. So, Andy, you see here, we have a, a little guy who's looking at a 3D printer right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's enthralled with this. That's my son, Dylan, yes. Nice. Uh, how old is Dylan, if you don't mind me asking? He's five. Five, and he is totally taken aback with all these awesome science Oh, he is. is beside himself, yes. So, uh, you're, why would you? Uh, why is having your little guy here important for you, for the Makers, uh, Makers Fair? Well, first of all, it shows what he can accomplish if he sets his mind to trying to achieve something. And it opens up his world to any kind of interesting things happening so it's uh science and imagination go together so um it really is it's you know it's it's food for thought and it's really important for him to have an interesting life to me yeah and he's he's interacting with all the the 
Oh, over here. Yeah. He's talking away. I can't tell you how many times I've said, "Don't touch that." <laughs> so, uh, so what is it? What is it to you, being a father here? What is it to you to, to mean to be a maker? What do you describe being a maker to you? Now? Well, being a maker is using your hands, and using your hands is living right. So, <laughs> I love it. Uh, especially great to hear that because we have a lot of folks here, like the 3D printer making stuff. There's a lot of things that are their goal is to be almost hands off. Yeah. Uh, but you and you strive to have more of like you want to get your hands dirty. Something else. Yeah. I know it's huge. It's pretty impressive, huh? Don't grab. Say hello. Say, say hello. Hello. So, what's your name? Dylan. <laughs> Dylan what? Dylan Smith. Yeah, Nicely that's done. Right, yeah. currently with 3D printers going at a wall in front of us right now. Uh, Sal from the Roster Makerspace is actually joining us to talk about, first off, describe to the listeners uh, what are we seeing right now? What are these wonderful devices? Uh, right now we actually have three uh, 3D printers on the table here. They are Delta of the, uh, the Delta design. Okay. Uh, so they are triangular in shape. Uh, we do have uh, seven other printers at our Makerspace that are all Cartesian design. So the adult designs are just inherently more fun to look at, so yeah, that's yeah, one there's, of the reasons that. The three design, so it's, it's definitely triangular. It's nice. It doesn't seem like X, Y axis. It's a lot more fluid since it's, yes. it's remarkable with the, like, you're currently building a rocket over here, uh, and uh, it's, such a, it's a smooth, smooth system here. Um, so tell uh, those who don't know, uh, describe what the Rochester Makerspace is. The Rochester Makerspace is an organization that helps uh, beginning makers and things like that. We have a facility here in the city uh, that allows us, we do have a full wood shop, we have a uh, full metal shop as well, we have a bunch of laser cutters and um, things of that nature, as well as 3D printers. Amazing. And uh, it's, uh, uh, how much, you can join it for a monthly fee, right? It is a monthly fee, yes. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's amazing, it's amazing. It's, uh, I actually went there, we have uh, open houses on Thursdays. Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays yeah. and Saturdays. If you guys check it out, it's an amazing thing. Uh, if you don't mind, I actually wouldn't mind picking your brain as a maker, sitting here at a maker's table. Uh, so uh, we, we know why you, made, you joined, came here, but uh, so what got you into being a maker? Have you always been one? Or? Um, I've always been one, you know, because you're always kind of tinkering with things no matter what you do. Um, I work in manufacturing, so I'm always constantly looking for different ways of doing things. And um, I just like, you know, the ability. I'm actually more interested in the mechanisms of the printers themselves, not necessarily printing things. Oh, gotcha. So, I, um, I, I, I have, salute you, sir. Making You're the guy who makes the thing that I'm a guy who likes making 3D random stuff. Right. So kudos. I love people who can figure this out. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping taken aback. The printer to our right, how tall is the structure I'm staring at right here? Um, it's probably about uh, 700 millimeters tall, give or take. Um, so, uh, and for the non-scientific yes. folks, because I, I, I love having metrics and everything else, but... Um, it's probably, what's it, uh, seven, probably about three feet tall, yes. give or take. nice. Uh, the build volume on it's about uh, two feet, uh, so as in, in, uh, in height, and about 12 inches in diameter. So uh, now I see you like you like making these sort of things. What's your future? What what's a big project you want to work on in the future? Um, one of the things that me and uh, my partner here have been talking about is uh, making a large scale printer. Oh like my gosh! That's going to make something that's fairly large and uh, 
and uh, just to make it just because we could, just to see what we can. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Sal and, and partner makes an amazing printer. What's the first thing you print with a printer, a large, when you say a fairly large size printer, what's the thing you hope to be able to make? Uh, that's an interesting question because I'm not really sure. Uh, we were talking about making like, you know, furniture or something like that. Oh, but, nice. So, uh, it's, it's probably going to be uh, about like a, you know, a meter squared, so about a yard, you know, a yard squared, something like that, <laughs> so pretty large. So when we win the lotto, when uh, Minor Magnus somehow wins the lotto, we'll just disseminate money to the whole, everyone around here, get Sal yeah. and Roger Makerspace, because I want to have a printer that big. Uh, <laughs> so, Sal, thanks for uh, joining us. We're going to be uh, walking around. But, again, if people want to check out, it was Thursdays and Saturdays at Open House at yep, Roger Makerspace. Thursday, Thursday, 6 to 10 p.m., mm-hmm. Saturday from 11.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Nice. And uh, uh, makerspacerochester.org is the name? Uh, is I believe so, yes. Cool. Uh, Sal, thanks for being here. And you guys check this stuff out. Uh, I am so glad to be surrounded by 3D printers going printing awesome stuff. So. Technologies uh, and the tagline inspiring creative robotics. And we want to circle back around because I've seen a small herd of very <laughs> excited kids manipulating. Uh, there's hands, there's lights, there is robot birds over there. Tell me what I'm seeing here. You are seeing the Hummingbird Robotics Kit, and it is a really simple robotics kit where you can easily attach lights and motors and sensors um, and program it with whatever device you have available, whether that's a Chromebook or a laptop or an iPad, and um, the beauty of it is that it's kind of not anything by itself. It's just kind of a bunch of wires, but you can attach whatever you want to attach onto it. So we've been making some cutlery characters. <laughs> I just see a little spoon over there dancing around. Yes, there are some dancing spoons. There are some friendly forks. There are some. <laughs> we decided that we would call them fork singers because we... Uh, uh, yes, I like it, I like it. No, no, best like pun it. of the day. Yes. Uh, my personal best of the day. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and the, the idea is that the board sort of takes care of all of the electrical engineering, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, um, the basic coding can be done with block coding, so it's super um, easy to get started. The floor is really low on that, mm-hmm. but the ceiling is really high, so a lot, some of the things that have been engaging people to come over is we have all of these creative robots that we've put out on the table that are just so different. There is nothing stock or, um, you know, factory about any of these robots. They're made from... <laughs> cardboard and strings and straw and Pringles cans. Yeah, whatever your creativity it seems to do and items around yourself. Right yes, there. yes. Uh, the Pringles can rover happened to be my lunch that day. So sometimes <laughs> the weirdest things inspire us. Now, what got you into doing this sort of... You seem to be having fun nerding out oh, here. yeah. Um, so I, I was actually an English teacher for mm-hmm. a number of years and I started running an after-school girls-only STEM club in Pittsburgh. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, and I was teaching at a couple different schools 
pills for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, my supervisor handed me a bag of what appeared to be wires, and she said, you're doing robots next week. Good luck. And I was like, um, excuse me, I am an English teacher, and I don't know how to do that, and I'm not comfortable with that. (laughs) And then I just kind of taught myself, and I started using these with this Girls Only After School program, and I just fell in love with them because they were so creative. My my girls, I I started out doing a, a different robotics program, and my girls really weren't engaged. They were just sort of following a series of steps, and they all turned out the same, and they didn't really like them. And then I came to them the next year, and I was like, okay, girls, are you ready to make cardboard animals? And they were like, yeah. I was like, we can make a move. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, and we can do that with robots. And they were like, okay, sure, fine. But I, like, snuck in the side door with cardboard animals. And then I had girls doing algebra voluntarily because it would make their robot bunny hop. Oh, they didn't amazing. know they were doing algebra. I didn't call it algebra, but that's what they were doing. Yeah, they, they learned on the fly. They adapted. Absolutely. And they, you, Absolutely. So what I, what were the age group of the girls you're working with? The girls I was working with were fourth through eighth grade girls um, oh, wow. in inner city Pittsburgh. So a lot of brown girls, a lot of poor girls. Um, uh, I worked with a rural program as well. We were just trying to engage. When you think about robotics and the kids who are traditionally engaged in robotics, a lot of times they happen in after school programs or in gifted and talented programs. Mm-hmm. And who's in those programs? It's white kids kids. It's boys. Boys self-select into tech after-school programs. It's rich kids. It's gifted kids. It's city kids. City kids can afford that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really looking at BirdBrain to in- engage those um, under-engaged groups. So how can you make robots appeal to girls? You let them have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. You let it be pink. You let it be sparkly. You let it be fuzzy. You let it be cute, right? Um, let how the robot you... be cute. That's let... a great... <laughs> yes. That's great. I love that. Let the robot be cute for the love of Pete. <laughs> um, and so um, how do you engage brown kids? You let them make a robot that they're interested in. You let them... Um, how do you engage rural kids? You let them make a robot that has to do with what they're interested in. So we work with 4-H programs. We work with um, oh, the BOCES here in New York. We work with all different kinds of organizations trying to meet those kids where they are. So you're arming them and letting their creativity do yes. what they need to do. Yes, and I've been working with the company for about a year. I've been working... It's a year next week, actually. Happy anniversary. And, oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't get you anything. Did you get me anything? Oh, I got you a robot. There's a oh, over cool. there dancing right, right that's now. That's spoon dancing. That's amazing. No, but um, I've been working there for about a year, and I work with teachers. So I teach teachers how oh, to use beautiful. this. Oh, beautiful. You can arm them. I teach teachers how to use it, and I teach teachers how to incorporate it in their curriculum. How do you put a robot in English class? How do you put a robot in science class, in math class, in fourth grade and ninth grade? And since you've done it before, you can literally yes. like, listen, I've done this. Listen, this I've taught English before. I know my way around a sonnet, okay? <laughs> like, we can put a robot in your sonnet. It'll be great. And and that's where you reach those kids, because all kids have to take English class. Mm-hmm. All kids have to take science class, so they can't self-select in or self-select out. So if you can put a robot in a curriculum that has to do with that curriculum, you're reaching every kid at that point. And that's really our goal with, at, at BirdBrain, is to reach kids where they are, reach teachers where they are. So I travel all around the country doing doing professional development, doing full-day workshops and half-day workshops and working with technology integrators and English teachers and fourth-grade teachers and after-school teachers and all kinds of different teachers trying to get robots into classrooms. 
I know we're here at the uh, the first Rochester uh, Maker Fair, the first full Maker Fair. Not many. Uh, what's your take of it? You having fun here? Oh my gosh, this is an amazing Maker Fair. My my coworker Matt and I were here yesterday for the Student Steam Fair as the, well. The horde of awesome science nerds Whoa, running around. Yes, there were hordes of children coming through. <laughs> uh, our craft table was destroyed and demolished over and over again, and it was beautiful. <laughs> And no, today, this Maker Fair is amazing. There are so many talented people here. I am, uh, at, usually I go to conventions where there are just like administrators and sometimes teachers there, but I've been talking with parents and kids today, and that is so great. I've been talking to a lot of homeschool parents who mm -hmm. I think don't always know what's out there and available. That's right. So this is an amazing opportunity for homeschool parents to get connected with what's going on, you know, what's happening. And I've just met so many amazing makers, so many people with great ideas. I've met high school kids and middle school kids and science teachers and English teachers. I've met so many different kinds of people here today. I haven't actually gotten to go explore very much of the fair because we have been slammed all day. Yeah, as uh, Matt and I have been circling <laughs> back around, we're like, we'll get you eventually. We'll get you eventually. It's like, it's almost closing time. It's like, they have to be open by now. And we still waited for a bit. Was, <laughs> I couldn't, there's a kid sitting in a chair here, you're talking oh to him, God. and he was just face, big smiles, watching, <sighs> hitting numbers and making this stuff happen. He, he was doing himself. four. So we usually say that this technology is good for like fourth grade and up. Mm -hmm. So you can use that block-based coding or like high school sort of text-based coding. Um, but we usually don't say it's uh, great for that young of a kid. But, like, that's a lie because this kid was so engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we got to change our literature because we just had so many great, like, elementary school kids coming through. There were always, we, we put out eight chairs because we were like, we can maybe handle eight kids at a time. And kids were voluntarily pulling up more chairs to, like, sit down <laughs> and make with us, which was amazing. It was great. It was exciting. Uh, it, this was just, like, a totally amazing experience to be here today and get to talk to these and the approach of the people here like the mindset of the people here is different like these aren't people who are just here to see what they can get mm -hmm. these are people who came here to learn and these are the people I love to talk to. These are kids who are ready to learn. These are kids who are giving up a Saturday to go see cool stuff. So, I mean, these are... Rochester Maker Fair has the best people, y'all. This is... these are, You guys are great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time. We see some people already want to talk some more, so we'll That's get out of your right. hair. No, I really appreciate your time. Oh, Thanks thank for coming to, coming to talk to us. So, if people want to learn more about this, where can we find? Birdbraintechnologies.com. Um, you can find us there. Uh, we have all kinds of resources resources for teachers, resources to learn how to code it, learn how to make cool stuff. We have building videos, coding videos, all kinds of things like that. Even like 60-minute lesson plans that can take you from I don't know what I'm doing to I just built my first robot in an hour for teachers wow. to use. So we're just trying to lower those barriers and get everybody engaged in creative robotics. Well, thanks for making the world better. I'm seeing a lot of smiling faces <laughs> that I know we're better off for you guys doing all this cool stuff. So thanks Thank again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming and talking to me.
This is Annette Dunn. I'm here with Jumbo Minds. We are passionate about science literacy, and we're here at the Maker Fair 2018 to promote uh, science literacy, science uh, vocabulary, and having letting kids have fun with science. So uh, we're selling... Um, some books uh, no, it, that are ABCs of science. We also have an activity where kids can focus on learning the concepts around inertia and uh, potential so, and kinetic so energy. Yeah. So what, what's your target age uh, you have? I mean, these books, the ABCs of like biology, of chemistry, those sort of things, it's definitely gearing up as a certain age bracket. What am I, what's your target uh, age? That's a great question. When we originally wrote these books, we wanted to, they say the best time to learn a new language is between zero and seven. So we thought, why not introduce the language of science? So we have, uh, we wrote these ABC books with that in mind. However, mm-hmm. it's they're really more of an introduction to science. So for example, our largest selling uh, book is the ABCs of chemistry sold really? to high school chemistry teachers. And that's nationwide. It is like literally four to one. I feel like we're on a forum or something. I can't find out where we are, but um, someone is sharing uh, this this book. Uh, with well, us. teachers talk. When stuff works, they, <laughs> they share that around. Right. Uh, so now, how, uh, first off, you what made you get into this field? Why, why, like, you're here, you're excited. I mean, you are, there's smiles and energy coming off you, which I, I love seeing this happen around here. What got you to here? What made you be a maker? What brought you to the point of helping out with Jumbo Minds? Sure. Well, my degree is in science, uh, as is... Uh, my sisters and we just when we had children we wanted to share science and our enthusiasm for science with our kids and we were looking for uh, books and tools that broke the science down into a more of a conversational level um, and we couldn't find them so we actually uh, wrote these books uh, with our children in mind Um, but what we've done that's a little different from other science books is we um, we take the we've taken the textbook out of it, so we haven't just regurgitated the textbook. And it's not an easy thing to do, by the way. No, yeah. It's something Good. where when you learn these concepts, they're in your head, and that's suddenly the way they are they come out. So we really had to take a step back from that mm-hmm. and and break down the the words and the concepts into something that's a little so, more. So a true language. Simple. I mean, that's what it sounds like. You're actually you're allowing them to understand the the like the building blocks to be able to communicate vast concepts better at, at the age between one, zero and seven, which is amazing to talk about. I'm super excited. My uh, co-host here has a little guy, and he's he's probably, you know, he has no microphone in front of him right now. I'll toss it in front of him in a second. But he is as excited as I am with this. Um, so congrats, by the way. So Thank you have you. four, how many books out do you have? You're- we have four books out now. We cover biology, chemistry, earth science, and physics. We have some more books that will be coming out in 2019 that we're really excited about. Um, those are going to be rhyming books. But uh, anything we can do to Put uh, to put this language in front of children and and get them talking about it. And with these with the ABC books, for example, we've not only um, we've broken it down simply not only for the children but also for the adults reading with them. Mm-hmm. So some adults are inhibited by by science or haven't had the opportunity to engage with it as yeah, yeah. as much. Yeah, so you don't have to be scared. So exactly. it helps the parents be able to communicate like these concepts themselves. 
so this is amazing. Thank this you. This is so great. So Jumbo Mines, uh, you guys definitely check this out, stuff out. I, I get a kick out of it. I also want to point out that these books are 100% locally made. These are written in uh, written here in Rochester. They the artist David Coles, who is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. There, as you can see, there are just brilliant illustrations from David in, in here. Um, he's local. The printer is local. So 100% Rochester born and bred. We're really proud of that. Oh, that makes me happy here. So, uh, well, thank you for being here, and thanks for thank the excitement. Uh, keep making. Uh, we want smart kids. We want a better future. And these, these strike me, you guys are going to help make that happen. So oh, thank thanks. you so much. Thank you so much. And as we say, it, it, can you imagine if three and four-year-olds were walking around with these words in their heads, what would the next level of innovators be, right? So if we can just share the literacy with them, it will uh, it'll, it'll lead our country to some amazing places. Oh, thank so. you. This is great. Keep doing amazing work for science. Thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Share the love. Thank you. Dan Schneiderman, uh, the man who has helped bring this amazing event to fruition. Uh, thank you. Congrats, by the way. It's an official Maker Fair, not a mini Maker Fair. Congrats, sir. Congrats. Thank you. It is crazy thinking that we've become a full feature fair in just five years. It, it, five years. I can't get over it. And this has been, I've been every year, and every year it's grown. Every year it's exciting. Everyone's smiling. Tell, d- describe what you're thinking. How's it going on? This is a... I am, I am just floored, and I mean, we had our first student steam fest yesterday. Yeah, it was packed. Which, you know, even though we had a snowstorm, even though we had schools canceled, we still had over 800 to 900 kids in attendance, not only from Rochester, but from Buffalo, from Syracuse. It was nuts. I mean, to see all of them in one room, to see the energy throughout the day, I mean, it just, you couldn't help but smile. <laughs> You're making a difference in the world by you know, educating and giving the this to the, the younger generation. Thank you so much for this. Now, uh, we were describing before, we are talking about, I uh, have seen so many people excitedly being dragged around to see the next thing, and it's not, it's not always children bringing parents, it's parents bringing children. Like, how, like, how, how do you, how are you able to like, bring this energy together? Is just the crowd itself, the community, or what's... It's the crowd, it's the community. There's a need for this. I mean, they want these type of events. There's not enough hands-on events where you can go and learn a new skill, you can try something completely different. You can give a kid a drill and just let them go at it. No, oh, yeah. I watched a, very, a kid very excited handle a drill, and he, being, he was being talked through. He had very, yeah, I mean, people were uh, over him, helping out, make sure he's doing it right. But I watched him elatedly drilling through a piece of wood, and I knew it was his first time. It was the biggest smile you'd ever seen. And I watched that kid's life is now a vastly different life. He has had a chance to work with his hands. Oh, it's so, it's so great to encounter these sort of things, moments happening. So. I mean, one of my favorite uh, lines that I overheard yesterday was a kid yelling out, ooh, power tools. <laughs> He's a friend of us. He's a friend of for oh, yeah. around here. Um, so, uh, uh, Maker Fair, uh, what else, like, you, I mean, this is, it's hard to say, but do you have a, a, some of your favorite other stuff happening here? Like, things that it, it is so hard that, I mean, this year is the first year that we have really international makers. I mean, we have people from all the, who came all the way from Italy, who came all the way from South Korea. Wow. I mean, we have people from every surrounding state. It is just crazy. And, I mean, we have our first Rochester basic fire exhibit here. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to have that, to see those trumpets <laughs> and know that, oh, hey, this was made right in our backyard. Oh, my God. So how many makers are there at the fair? There's right. around 150 different makers. Oh, wow. 
And it, even some of them brought multiple projects, so who knows how many projects are actually here. <laughs> and ice cream, too, which I like. That. Oh, yeah. See, see a lot of smiling kids with ice cream, which I'm going to get in a little bit, I think, here. Um, so uh, if people want to find out how to help, how to make this happen, because this is going to happen again next year, this, this mob of people will not, not let it happen. So we need to have this happen again. How can uh, the lovely listeners uh, help this become fruition for next year? So you can find us, you can contact us, you can help spread the word, or if you're really interested and want to help out, you can join the team and help make this event even bigger. And you can find us at rochester.makeafair.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dan. I, I sincerely, this is an amazing event. We are so just blessed to be here. Uh, science blessed. I even know how to say, say it properly because this is a great, great experience. Um, uh, Matt and I have been literally every moment we're walking through being like, this is the best thing ever. This is the best thing ever. So apparently everything in this building is the best thing ever. Thanks to the, we've deemed it as such for the mind of Magnus. So. Perfect. I'm so glad you guys had a blast. Oh, we, we had a total blast. So, Dan, thanks again for being uh, having us here, and uh, we will have you on for a full show to talk more about this, maybe decompression later on. So. Oh, yeah. After about a week or so, I'll be good. <laughs> okay. You bounce back faster than us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Dan. Thank you. So here we are. It's the end of the day. We're breaking down at uh, at the Makers Fair. Well, we're not breaking down. Everyone else is breaking down. Although I am, I'm actually excited. I, I'm more energized. I've only had three hours of sleep, and I thought I'd be tired now. But we are standing next to the TARDIS in uh, the uh, convention center here. The 2018 uh, Rochester Makers Fair is coming coming to a close. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people, smiling nerds, geeks, running around from a- all ages. Uh, just, it's been a great time. It's, uh, I've been just so happy to be here. Saw all the great interviews. Yeah. It's awesome to see. I felt like it was super apropos to come down and kind of close out in front of the TARDIS because it's oh kind of Doctor Who that pulled us all into this, probably. Oh my gosh! Doctor yeah. Who and Star Trek, but the Enterprise is too big to fit in here. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next but, year. Yeah, it was kind of nice to, to wander down and, and decompress in front of the TARDIS. Oh yeah, a little quieter down here too. I, so thanks for uh, to all the people who who uh, joined us tonight. All the interviews. We'll post as much as we can. Uh, there's probably going to be more on podcast form. Check it out. Uh, Mind of Magnus, wherever you get your cool podcast from. Uh, if you guys have any questions, if you want to know more about any topic we had, if you heard someone you want us to have more of an interview with them, let us know. We'll gladly reach out to these wonderful people and bring them on for a show or a podcast or something else. Absolutely. Oh, but the couch is rolling back to me. I want to get back uh-uh. on the couch again, I think. <laughs> After the end of the show, we're going to jump back on that couch. It starts as it begins. <laughs> it ends with us riding into the sunset on the couch. On the couch. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, so thanks again for listening. This has been the Mind of Magnus here on 106.3 WRFZ LP Rochester. Matt, thank you again. for You've been a pack animal for all attack tonight, making sure this sounds amazing. Uh, but so, so, sincerely, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This has been absolutely eye-opening. I didn't realize this was a thing that happened. Oh, wow. And... There is not going to be a year there's a Maker's Fair that I'm not here. Oh, I can't wait. You and your little one checking all the stuff out. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, thanks again for everyone, uh, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week with some fun shows and fun ideas. Uh, so from the Rochester uh, Maker Fair, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>